These are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's leg? Because he's 24! The smoke blinds from straight 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then last four, and we we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We we're just going absolutely bananas. What it do, DMV. Episode 69 of Chirpin' DMV. We are deep in, into playoffs, baby. The Caps just finished up their game against Tampa. We're recording right now. We just finished our post-game live show. If you haven't tuned into that, you should. After every game, every Caps game in these playoffs on Twitter, we're going to be going live. So pop in for our post-game show. Chirp us. Uh, send your comments and Drink with us because we're, we're boozing during these and we're just having a good time. So before we get into all that, let's kick it off to the boys. KP, what's up with you, baby? How are you? How was your weekend, and how are you enjoying these playoffs? Uh, I'm good, man. Had a good weekend. I'm just been watching playoff hockey, baby. There's lacrosse on. There's hockey on. A little bit of baseball. Mm. So life is good. We got sports back. Yeah, that boy. It's a little Dennis. different, though. It is weird. It is definitely weird. I, I do. I do think hockey is definitely weird without fans. It's it's weird. It's interesting. I kind of like it though. It, it's a, it's a neat setup for a year. But yeah, back to your lacrosse talk. Our boy Romar Dennis has been piping it up, couple fucking bangers, and he's been ripping and roaring. Yeah, he's had some good goals. He's playing good. Their Atlas team had a they had one good win, went one and three. But a uh, PLL playoff is about to start. Any of you guys out there need some good good stuff to bet on? Bet on the Atlas to win. Uh-huh. Well, you just said they went one and three, so I'll know if I bet on the win. But AB, it looks like you had a busy weekend, wedding and all that. What's happening with you? How are you enjoying these playoffs? I know you've been watching just about every game. Yeah. Um. So Friday, Thursday, I went up to Baltimore, uh, catch up with some friends before the big move down to Florida. Um. Friday morning, picked up Jim from Florida. Uh, he say he crashed at the Bay House all weekend. Uh, him, Johnny, a couple other people came, um, and we kind of just got after it. We went out, to, uh, got on the boat. Actually, me and Jim took the boat, took the boat out just us, went to the jetty around like three or four o'clock, came back, uh, picked everyone else up, went back to the jetty. <laughs> um, that was Friday. And then Saturday, woke up, had a wedding that night at like 6 p.m., I mm-hmm. uh, woke up around 10.30, hit the liquor store, and just absolutely got after it all day, just playing spike ball. Uh, pretty much spike ball and corn, cornhole all day long. Just um, It was like us three and then like uh, Johnny's girlfriend and uh, Carissa. And then uh, went to the wedding. Oh, and Brandon Bongarner came down too. Went to the wedding. <laughs> Carissa, Brandon, both just stayed here. And just and just we're boozing while we just went to the wedding, <laughs> and, and then the wet the wedding was a good time. Uh, also, they didn't go to the wedding at all. No, wasn't she like your plus one or something? And she was like, "I think I'm going to sit no, here." No, oh, oh gotcha. Um, gotcha. And then, uh, yeah, shout out Tyler Willis, and uh, now the new Chloe Willis. Uh, it was great wedding. My, my it was the same venue that my sister got uh, married at, and it was it was a good time, especially with like the circumstances uh, given, like. Mm-hmm. everything happening with covid i mean it was i it went it went great it went and now i wouldn't i don't want to say perfect because crazy story uh the venue kind of fucked up and didn't have enough cables what so, so your boy your boy had to sit at the kids table nah it basically looked like a kids table it's kind of funny so 
I kind of forgot this happened actually. Um, like they're trying to get everyone in and uh, they're like a couple tables short. And I was like, Oh shit. Like what's, what's happening right now? Like Gina, uh, one of the bridesmaids is like kind of freaking out. She's like, like, Oh my God, we're going to fix this for you. And it's like me and Johnny are looking at each other. Like if this were going to happen to anyone, like it's, it's probably good that it's us. And she was like, no, this is like super fucked up. Like you guys need to sit somewhere. And I was just like, I was like telling them, I was just like, look, I'll just sit at the bar. I'll be all good. Like, I, that's all I need. And they were like, no, no, no. And I was like, honestly, I might anyway. Like, I, that's, that's really all I need. And they were like, all right, well, well we're going to figure something out. And Billman, you've been to that place before. Uh-huh. So, so mm-hmm. big, like, like, we sat in the back right there. Yeah. They literally had to put an extra table out in the middle of, like, where you got food. Damn, son. So, no way. Like, so everyone was in line to get food and we were like the only people sitting in there and we just looked like we like crashed the wedding and then no one knew us. And then during all the speeches and everything, like, you know, everyone's like sitting down in a wedding, like everyone's at their table. We were literally standing up in the back and it, I think everyone was like looking at us acting like we crashed this wedding. I think they legitimately didn't think that we knew anyone there. So that was, that was kind of weird. I thought it was funny. Um, they weren't too happy about it. But, I mean, if it were to happen to anyone, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, me and Johnny, we're not going to give a shit about that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so. good weekends all around. Kept it low-key, just hung around Arlington. Saturday, obviously, first day of the playoffs. I uh, was fucking fired up about it. I tried to go on a beer period pace for every game. Did it, obviously, easy. I was buckled, but had a great time watching hockey all day. We'll get into some of these series in a minute. Like we mentioned, it is episode 69. There was no interview today. The only interview I wanted to get today was with Mia Khalifa, capital superfan. I DM'd her about 100 times. I was like, we need you. We need an interview. We need an interview because I was going to hold it for this episode. If you don't know who she is, Google her maybe on a private browser or away from your parents. Or you know what? Who cares? Just Google her right now because it would be funny. But um, yeah. Or, or, or Google her on Pornhub. That yeah. works too. So no me a Cleaver interview today. We're sorry. We're going to have to enjoy 69 uh, elsewhere. So like we said, we got a Carolina breakdown coming up. We have the Tampa Bay breakdown coming up. We got Philly Thursday night. We'll preview that a little bit. But uh, yeah, we're here. So let's kind of get into this, guys. We'll, we'll, let's break down some of these Eastern Conference series, and then we'll go to the Carolina game recap, and then we'll do the Western Conference series, and then we'll go right to the, the Tampa Bay uh, recap, and we'll end it on that. So let's start in the East. Philly, I mean, not Philly. Well, Philly did beat Boston 4-1 to in the other round-robin game. Philly looked great. They looked dominant. But Boston also, at the same time, looked pretty bad. But we've got – we'll start here with Columbus, man. 2 nothing went over Toronto, doing the same thing they did to the Bolts last year. Yeah, um, Columbus – I mean, they're, they're showing that they're not – like, they're no slouch. Like, that wasn't a fluke, that what they did to Tampa last year, which is kind of incredible. They're – their brand of hockey is playoff style hockey. And Tortore- that's yeah. how Tortorella has been throughout his entire career. The regular season, like, uh, like they kind of struggled through the, the regular season. They were one of those bubble teams that didn't, uh, like, we didn't know if they were going to even make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they were in the wild card spot or they were fighting for a wild card spot and had a very, very good chance to make the playoffs. Um, it's, it's kind of incredible to see, like, that, like, if they make the playoffs, it doesn't matter at, at that point. It does not matter for them. No, you know what I mean. Like it, they could make it. They could beat any team. I I feel like if if they if especially if they score on the on the very few chances that they get, uh, is 
it's and I also think that this is just a bad matchup for Toronto. I don't think Toronto like, just like it was for Tampa. It's just they're the same type of team, and it's just not going to work out for them, or it hasn't so far. Yeah, so it's like they like the only teams that I think can seem to beat them are teams that can out hit them. Uh huh. Because Toronto and Tampa can't really out hit them. There, I don't think they're going to out no. physically play them. And no, both of those teams are more of skill teams. They have really high skilled players and they rely on their offense mostly and time and time again in all of these nhl playoffs we see that these skilled teams don't win and it's and i mean we got we still got to, i mean what was the last one that you would say did win it's i would you say pittsburgh is a skilled team because i almost i don't think i would to be no clear. they're they're pretty no. gritty yeah i mean they have like they have Sidney crosby who's probably the grittiest superstar in the league like he's he's just a third liner that happens to have first line talent. You know what I well, mean? Well, before 2018, I I didn't think the Caps were a huge gritty team. I thought they lacked the physical aspect. They they lacked those grinder players that could get it done in the playoffs. And until 2018, they got them over that hump with the third and fourth line. I think they were just a skill team with a high scoring Ovechkin. 100%. So I think, I, I mean, Tortorella like. He's almost got to win coach of the year at this point, I think. I mean, he lost Panarin. He lost Bobrovsky. He comes in. He gets Corpusalo gets a fucking shutout in his first playoff start. I mean, he's going to be – he's probably going to be a stud. I mean, they got Merzlingas in the back end, too, with them, who was also a stud during the regular season. I'm, I didn't know who they were going to start, to be quite honest. They got Seth Jones, who is kind of showing that he might be – he's definitely a top five defenseman in the league. Could be, like, number one besides this year. He looks uh, so good. Ooh. Yeah, and then his his, his partner Zach Wierenski is also no slouch. He's going to be a fucking stud for years to come. Um, Cam Atkinson mentioned his name. He he scores a goal. It's kind of weak on uh, Freddie Anderson's part, but mm-hmm. he, he still he still scored the goal to get them over that hump and to get them that win. I mean, they the Columbus Blue Jackets I think are just they're just built for the playoffs. And I think that's because of Tortorella. Tortorella is just built for the playoffs. He knows how to coach teams in the playoffs. He's got discipline, disciplined teams, and they follow yeah. his system. He's got that system, like you were just saying earlier about the trap. They trap in the neutral zone and really uh, cause a havoc. Yeah, I, I, really, I just got a feeling they're going to come away with that series. Looking at the other series, wrapped up to, that didn't wrap up today. So Monday it almost seemingly is wrapped up. Carolina just absolutely dominating the Rangers. They're up two to nothing in that game. Lundqvist has played both games. He's gotten torched. Sveshnikov, first playoff in the Carolina Hurricanes. Our first hat trick in Carolina play, Hurricanes playoff history today. They dominate. They're up two to, no, two, to oh, two to nothing. They play today, Tuesday, and I think it's going to be a sweep. KP? Uh Goalie can't goalie change. I mean, the Rangers got to be thinking that, huh? Well, they got to pull fucking, They got a fucking three of them. You got to put somebody else in. I mean, I yeah, I think they got two young guys that can come in and maybe play a little better than Hank. Give this team a spark, even if it comes in one game. You want to go back to Hank, but I think for them to give themselves the best chance coming up to an elimination game, they need to uh, change up the goaltender. Agreed, AB. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree. Um, I I did think they should have started Hank just because of the whole loyalty thing. I know. It's a five-game series, and you don't really have time for that bullshit. But, mm-hmm. dude, I he's he's been there for you through and through. I he he deserves it. Uh, that being said, he's let up two pretty pretty weak goals. Yeah, maybe three. He's got sniped point. over his right shoulder to start the game both times. Yeah, and and they both were not good goals. I I didn't think so. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think you got to switch goalies. 
And uh, I was all over the Rangers in this series. Um, not even because – I know everyone was like, yeah, the Rangers beat Carolina 4 nothing in the regular season. I really didn't actually take that into my – like into effect when I made my pick. I really thought that Carolina would not be able to shut down Panarin and Zibanejad, and they have not really done anything. Um, I thought Panarin was going to be by far the best player on the ice in this uh, in this series, and mm-hmm. I thought Zibanejad – uh, Zabinijak could have been a 50 goal scorer this year if he didn't get hurt. Uh, he probably still could have, even if the season went 82 games. Um, right. he was on a roll, he was on a seven game goal streak, I think, uh, towards the end there. Um, so I mean, he had about, I think, probably like 11, 12, 13 games left to get to eight to 50 goals, and he is at, I think, 40 or 41. Um, yeah, 41. I, I, I just, I really thought that they had two. They had the two top two players in this series, and I thought their defense was good enough to be able to uh, shut down Sechnikov, Aho, and Terry I agree. Ryan. And Carolina's not- a deep team. They're good. They're yep. a dark horse, and they're just a deep young team that plays very well in their Rod Brendamore. Yep, Carol and Rod Brendamore kind of almost has a Tortorella style of coaching a little bit. Uh, I think he's. I would say he's more of a player's coach than Tortorella is, but uh, he, yeah. he gets them to buy in and he gets them to play physical and outwork other teams. And he also has three superstars that are fucking going to be so good for the next like 10 to 15 years. Fetchnikov is a fucking problem for this league. Yeah. Like we, like we mentioned at the top of the go, don't, don't want to play against them. Don't want to play against Pittsburgh. So is, I'm telling you, Sechnikov is he's going to be like a top five, top 10 player in this league. He's, he's 20 mm-hmm. years old. He's fucking. And let's, let's not forget that Slavin's probably going to be a top five defenseman here. Any, any yeah, year Slavin, now. So they're not, they don't even have Dougie Hamilton. Honestly, this is a hot take that I'm about to throw out there. They're worse. They, with might, them. Be wor- they might be worse with them. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, they're they're better offensively, but I think they're worse defensively. Which... I guess we'll find out. We're stuck fucking playing them in the first round. Yeah, that's true. God damn it! So let's lead into that. Pittsburgh up. All right, sorry, Montreal up one game to nothing on Pittsburgh. I say that I, I glitched there because Pittsburgh just completely dominated that game. I thought, but Montreal gets off to a one zero start. They're about to drop the puck on game two here right now. Carey Price steals a game. I mean, we said it's going to have to happen, and he does. There was two penalty shots in that game. The Montreal one, I can't remember who shot it, but he tries to make a move, and the puck goes in the corner. So, weird strategy there. So, KP, do you think Montreal can keep this up for two more games? Obviously, depending on how tonight's go, we won't know. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, it's the day after in Pittsburgh, maybe down two to nothing. But do you think Carey Price can keep doing this and the Montreal Canadiens can continuously score at least two to three goals a game to win? I mean, I can. I didn't think they were gonna steal the first game. I think game one's huge in these uh, best of three or first one to three best of five series. So, I think that's huge momentum. If they can steal tonight, I mean, that's huge. It totally turns everything. I thought Pittsburgh totally dominated that game, and look, look how it turned out. They still came out with zero points. So, it's it's definitely gonna come down to tonight. Tonight's a huge game. I think. Yeah, I mean, AB game one in that series, and Pittsburgh went with was it Murray they had in that. No, it was, yeah. or, or was yes. it Jari? No, it was Murray. No, it was Murray. They went with Murray, yeah. So, I believe in one of his two, he got sniped right over the glove fan. He was did. Hilarious. <laughs> I was like, ah, what's new? This guy's still getting torched. But, I mean, I, like KP said, you win game one of these best of five series, and I think the percentage is like 82% of the time that team goes on and wins. Do you see that happening with Montreal? I mean, could we, could we see the Canadians in this final eight in the Eastern Conference here? 
I think it very well could happen. Um, I think that they could adopt the style of play that I was talking about earlier on the live show um, where they can play, they can kind of play like Columbus. I mean, they don't really have many superstars to be able to like mm-hmm. run and gun with teams, but they can, they can play like a collapsed defense, uh, clog up the middle, make it frustrating for Pittsburgh to get to the net. And uh, if, I mean, create a turnover, go two on one and score. If they can do that two or three times a game, I don't, We've we've harped on Murray all the time. We're Murray, we're the biggest Murray haters. Um, it's not because he's a pin. It's because he actually sucks. I, I yeah, I just don't think he's actually that good. To be quite <laughs> yeah. honest, and he got pretty lucky in his runs. Which I mean, luck has like I'm not bashing. I'm I'm not gonna bash on anyone for luck. There's plenty of times where like like luck is a recipe to win. Like that's just that's just what it is. Like the Caps got lucky when we won the Stanley Cup. Finally, it hadn't happened forever. But that's just how it goes. I mean, so I think if Montreal catches the right bounces, I mean, look what they did to the Caps in 2010. That was like our best regular season ever. That was like arguably one of our best teams ever. Yeah, and they they beat the and the Canadians beat us in in seven games. I mean, it's mm-hmm. if if they can beat us in seven games like that, I think they can beat this Penguins team in five for sure. Um, Agreed. So. Thank- they can rally around being underdogs too, for sure. I can see right. in that they're they're a team that could come together. They don't have the greatest skill of players, but just like you're mentioning with Columbus and stuff, they can kind of rally around. They get a couple goals and momentum's flowing, and players turn into different players when that happens. You get one win and you're you get one win and you're up one nothing. Yeah, you're like, all right, let's fucking do this. We it's, right. it's one period at a time. It's one shift at a time. One period at a time. Like let's let's just keep grinding them out and frustrating the fuck out of them. Carey Price, you do your fucking thing. We'll try to do our thing in front of you. Yeah, yeah I agree. Containing Crosby is going to be their biggest problem. I think Crosby's going to Crosby's going to do what Crosby does. Yeah. Um. I mean, they they didn't really. I mean, he still got on the score sheet from behind the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that was. He's just I, I think, hockey IQ out the roof. I got to mm-hmm. be quite honest. I think their biggest. I think their main goal should be to contain Malkin. And I. Mm-hmm. I mean, again. It's it's gonna be uh, that's that's like saying, yo, we gotta contain McDavid this game. Well, that's not gonna happen. Sorry. Uh, like, Malkin is someone that you can get inside of his head a little bit, frustrate him, and he he's he be, kind of becomes a non-factor. Crosby, I mean, you can, again, he he'll he can get a little rattled, but he's just gonna do what he does every time. Agreed. So let's hammer this last one real quick. The probably the most boring series of the playoffs is Florida and the Islanders. Barry Trotz, his team takes a one nothing lead. Uh, game two tomorrow or today I should say I just it, it is what it is that's a series that I had no interest in watching watched like 10 minutes of it didn't love it and was like all right I'll wait to see who wins it's another well-coached team I mean I think the Islanders are going to come out on top on this one as well man I agree I, like I think they games. played solid they're playing discipline and they 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 just got a young core I think with Barzell leading the way they're playing hot yeah AB how far, how far do you see Trotz's squad going this year, God, I wish I we know. had him. It was a, a two-one game. It was only a two-to-one game, right? Yeah, and an empty netter, I think, to seal it, maybe. Um, so I don't. I mean, I don't think this series is out of question. I no. Uh, Bobrovsky, I thought Bobrovsky played decent. I mean, he only let up two goals. So I mean, obviously, the like you're not going to win many games only scoring one goal. Um, I think Barkov needs to step up a little bit. Huberdeau. Huberto got a goal in that game, I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, Joel Quinville is their their coach. He's one of the best coaches in the game. 
I don't think this series is done at all. I think I, – I mean, very tr- – again, like you said, Billman, this is a very fucking boring series because these two yeah. teams are not marketable at all for some yep. reason. I don't know why. They just aren't. Um, and Barry Trotz is – it was – that's what I said uh, to my dad when, I, when we saw the score. I was like, yeah, oh, makes sense. Yeah. It's a Barry Trotz game. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. A lot of sense. Yeah. The only reason why the uh, the Cavs were exciting with Barry Trotz is because we had the greatest goal scorer of all time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so with that being said, let's hop into it. Our Carolina Capitals exhibition game breakdown. In this exhibition tilt between Washington and Carolina. Odd man rush developing. Oshie closing. Saucers for Ovechkin. He just hammered that one off the target. Ovechkin on a reload. He scores! Great fucking exhibition win. Yeah, we'll take it. Like we said on the pod this week, it was um, it was Carolina, so it's kind of a game that we can get up for. Caps win 3-2 over Carolina in the exhibition game. First one in the bubble um, in Toronto there. I mean, just an all-around good game. We'll kind of take it. We'll break it down goal by goal here. So uh, let's get into it. A- All right, let's start with you, KP, since AB is getting a beer. What are your initial post-game thoughts on that game? What you see? What you like? Exactly what I've been saying. OV is going to light it up, man. Six goals, I'm telling you. In the next three games, he already had two tonight. He almost had three. On that last power play, he, he took an awesome slap shot and just went in the goalie's glove. The goalie's glove was – his eyes was eyes were closed. I mean, Ovi's on fire. That's all I'm worried about. Dude, yeah. Uh, you said Ovi, six goals in the first three games. Does this count? Dude, well, it should because when I made that comment, yeah, this game was not there, but I, I it's, think it's okay. I think yeah, we'll, we'll count six. KP's uh, goal counter. Goal counter for OV. He said six goals. He's at two right now. I'll give it to you, KP. I appreciate that. He's on pace for he's on pace for eight in the first four. Let's go, dude. I was <laughs> it was that first goal was awesome. Yo, by the way, fired me up. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Well, I had like I had like five fucking people text me immediately and be like that, including us right here, obviously. And I tweeted, I was like, that should have been OV fifty goals. Yeah, that should have been. It's it's bullshit, dude. Like. That's, this is two shortened seasons that has kept him from 50 goals. He should have, he should have already broken the record. Yeah. yeah. So that, that should be two goals. That's that's two goals right there for O. So let's get into it. Exhibition allows for 7D and 13 skaters. So the Caps went with Gudis and Boyd as the rec shows. That's kind of, I think to me that kind of applies that they would be the first man up in a roster situation throughout the playoffs. But that's that's not really shocking news to anybody, is it, A.B.? No, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But, it's, I mean, it didn't shock me at all. No, I mean, and Gouda's got a good bit of ice time, KP. We saw Boyd on the first penalty kill, I think it was. I think we mix him in a bit because that's going to be his role if he is to step up in this situation. So we saw Boyd on some penalty kills. I think Gouda's had around nine minutes or so. So we got, we got a little everybody skating. Yeah, I'm excited to see Gouda's this postseason because that when we got him, like that's what I wanted him for, that, that grinder in the postseason that can bang some bodies and knock people out of the crease. So I think that's well, how he's going to play solid. We, we can start there uh, with Gouda's, I guess. Do you think I don't know if he'll get a lot of playoff time here? Um, I mean, we were rolling seven defensemen here after the first period. He was a minus one rating, and we were up two to one. I was like, that's not a great look for a guy. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's start. I think he played great after that. I mean, we talked about our the deep pairing on the last podcast. It's Kempney and Carlson. Kempney, I thought looked great. Uh, Carlson, unfortunately, he we didn't see him at all in the third period. I don't think. I mean, our guy any right here. Got to hope Carlson's okay. I mean, it's it's it's. You never know, because that would be fucking brutal if in our exhibition game, Carlson's done for a couple games for some unknown reason. Yeah, every anything. pretty much every Stanley Cup winning team has that stud defenseman that carries them throughout the playoffs. 
throughout the regular season. Carlson's that guy. He's the Norris Trophy winner this year. I'm already calling it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it, a huge loss. He's probably he's top three most crucial player on our team. You could argue he's probably number one because uh, mm -hmm. every Stanley Cup winning team needs a top six. They need their back six to be at the best that they can be, and Carlson needs to be the one that leads them that way. For sure, I agree. So that would that would be tough. Um, yeah, but all around, like I said, the defense played well. I thought. I mean, to me, breakouts were clean. It's that Carolina forecheck that's mm -hmm. usually tough on us. Breakouts were clean. I thought we handled the puck well, getting it out of our D zone. I thought we played a very physical game. I like to see yeah. that just coming out first exhibition game, fucking banging bodies, Love doing that. all that. Uh, defense wise, I thought we could have been cleaner behind our own net. I think I counted at least three or four times where we're going trying to go D to D or skate behind the net. Kempney did once, Jensen did once. It's just a bad turnover behind the net. And pretty much every time that happens, that puck's going to score it out. It's going to be a good chance. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that's what we struggled with them in that playoff series last year. It's like behind our own net. We didn't know what to do when they started forcing, putting high aggressive forecheck on us. Uh, and we just kind of dumped the puck out. Sometimes right up the middle of the ice. That happened a couple of times. I saw from Orlov. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, it, it wasn't a great look, but I mean, it's an exhibition yeah. game. Hopefully they clean that up. Yeah. KP. I mean, that's definitely got to be talked about and Todd, the defensive guy. So he's got to clean that up. Uh, switching yeah. over to the goalie though. I think, uh, hope he played solid, man. Hope yeah. he played great. I mean, you see it at the bottom there, 12 of 13. I mean, Andy Vandercheck when he came in 13 of 14, yeah. I thought hope he played great. You know, didn't get a lot of, didn't get a lot of action. I mean, 13 shots in two periods, kind of fucking whatever. And the one goal that did go in, uh, kind of weak. We'll get into that here in a second. Actually. Let's just kind of get into it now. So we'll start uh, breaking down these goals. Why don't we give us a second here? Because we're 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 learning this Twitter Twitter live. So first one, Ovi, uh, you love to see it. I mean, we'll bring it up here. We'll start letting it rip. So first one, Ovi, it's just a two on one power play. Our power play kind of struggled. Oshi dishes it over, bang, hits the post on the first one. Yeah. There. Great pass by Oshi. Get the pass, boom, just fires the fucking next one. Baby. Started laughing. I said, yeah, you, exactly how you – that's exactly what I did. I just started yeah. laughing. Therapy. I was like, yep, he's back. Let's go. Yeah, yeah the, so shot, the shot was in full seat, full swing. Looked yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first one was kind I mean, of – Yeah, a, that was still Kind good. of a muffin. Ah, yeah, well, it kind of fluttered. Oh, because he fluttered it, but he's like, all right, I got to dial my shit in right here. And so I he got, got the, I think he got all of this one. Here it is. I think we're all got a piece of this. Yeah, absolutely hammers yeah. that one top ready, left baby. over his shoulder. So you love to see that. I mean, it's no, I didn't go top left. Caps I early. Bingo, bingo. Did it? I don't know. Well, first goal, first first period, first power play. I mean, it's Ovi. Let's talk about that power play because that power play sucked until that second unit got out there. I mean, it's it was kind of the story of um, it was kind of the story of the entire season, or even towards the end of the season, where it's just like the power play struggles and Ovi fucking bails us out right there at the end with like in the last ten seconds. Yeah, uh, it's what we said all season long. Like you said. Um, he, I mean, for forty a minute 45 seconds, I mean, it was kind of a clusterfuck. I, it almost started immediately, too. I was like, I just, I was, uh, Scott was here, we were watching together, and I just started laughing. I was like, dude, it hasn't changed a bit. This fucking <laughs> sucks. And then, I mean, it was, it was just breaking it in, up, immediate turnover, dump it back down, breaking it in, immediate turnover, dump it back down. I was like, God damn it. It's kind of a broken play when OV scores, which, I mean, on a five-on-four, when there is a broken play, I guess that sometimes can be your best option because yeah. then the defense starts running around and you don't know you don't know where everyone is. They lose sight of OV, and he, he buries their own. But it didn't look great. I thought it did get better throughout the game, even though we didn't score another power play goal. Um, 
I yeah. Thought, I thought I thought it got a little bit better. I didn't. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't think it was great. Uh, sometimes what I did like, more shots. Slingshot's like, still there. Yeah, oh, okay. that's that's not it's not going away. <laughs> didn't didn't we talk about like a couple months ago how they had all this time now to figure out a new power play? Todd Reardon could have gone in, figured yeah. out a new system, and tried something out, and just they're coming out with the same shit. No, we said maybe they have a trick up their sleeve this time. Yeah, not really. no, maybe. Um, I, the only thing is, I mean, it's they just need to be. They're not as eager on the power. I don't. I don't know. Like they're they're not as urgent, I guess, on the power play, which yeah. I think they need to be. They're holding on to the puck a little. I mean, today they got rid of it quicker than they did in the regular season. I did. Yeah. The one thing I did like was that some of the power plays they were changing quicker. They got three shifts in. Um, well, that first power play, we couldn't even get into the Carolina zone in the first fifty seconds, and they were gone out. Uh, I, I liked I liked the fact that they changed they changed a lot quicker because usually it's Kuzi, Oshi, Backstrom, Ov, Carlson out there for a minute forty five, and then the second unit gets out there for fucking fifteen seconds. Or nothing. But why do you think that was there? Because the pressure from Carolina. For what? What? Why? Why they couldn't get in the zone? Because we just kept slingshotting it the wrong, wrong fucking way. I, no, yeah. I, I got it that first it was sloppy. It was sloppy. I got yeah. we got into the zone. It was. Once we set up, we just didn't move the puck after that when we would turn it right. over. Right. I thought we got into the zone fine, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. It's yeah. It still needs work. Uh, Kovalchuk, they used Kovalchuk in the koozie, in the koozie spot today. Which yeah, I, I tweeted out that I want to see Kovi just trigger happy on that second power play. If he has, if he has the puck on a stick, just fire it home. Because I think at one point, maybe our third power play, he gets the puck coming in on that right top circle and he's got a clear lane to let net but he tries to dish it over to lars yeah who's on the back post which all right but you're sending it across the middle on a on a power play and it's like it's going to be jammed up so uh, nonetheless one nothing cap so let's get to the next one here all right let's get to the next one here i mean carolina gets a goal it's the only one that hope he lets up it's kind of a kind of a weak one it, it, it got reviewed uh, I thought it. I thought it was a good goal at first. I was like, no, but I mean, who's that? Dow. Dow goes in the net, kind of bumps it off the moorings, but he doesn't get contacted. He doesn't get like pushed thin by a Carolina Hurricane like, like too aggressively. So, and, and it, go ahead. Do you think it's weak on Holpe's part, or just like weak in general? Well, I don't know. I mean, the puck hit, Holpe makes a save. The puck kind of just sits there it starts to squeeze through there i mean that's got to be caught by him because that puck is probably if that net doesn't get touched it squeezes in regardless yeah you know i would mean agree. yeah i would agree he did i mean it, it 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 trickled back which i mean you don't really see veteran goaltenders do like that you don't see carrie price doing that much uh yeah. that might be i mean first game back uh it was probably his first real high scoring chance there um but yeah i mean it, i would say it was weak yeah I would agree. Yeah, it should have been a little tighter to the post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So 1-1, one, one, uh, and then we get to <laughs> the Russian trio, baby. Orlov, Kuzi, uh, Ovi. It's a tic-tac-tuck. I mean, this goal was absolutely bananas. Let me get it started here. I mean, this is beautiful. Ovi dishes it right there. Well, here we go. It's kind of a clusterfuck right there. Like you said, Orlov picks it up, hits Ovi, hits Kuzi, and then it's it's bang. It's in the net, and that was just like Harlem Globetrotters-esque. It's beautiful. It's in the back of the net, and the Caps are up 2-1. to one. That's yeah, a great, great pass by Orlov. Mm-hmm. Well, great vision by Ovi as well, not to just sling it at the net like he usually does. 
Look at that. Ooh, Orlov. Orlov's he's 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 dialed in that slap pass, man. It's woof right there. Bang right to Ovi, and then look at woo hoo. See yeah, a take the slap shot. I won't hit the net. That's yeah, an that's... unreal. That's an unreal pass by Orlov. Between all five Carolina Hurricanes are in between him and uh, Ovi. Yeah. yeah, that's an insane pass mm -hmm. by Orlov. None of them saw that coming. Yeah, so that was six. So two to one caps. Let's get to the third one here. Ovi times two because I mean obviously. It's, it's like we said, it's the it's the fucking uh, 50 goals. He should have had it. Bang, right there. So he gets two. He gets the second one right here um, in the second period. This one, a nice work. The, Tom Wilson does all the work on this one. You can see him bust up the boards, uh, takes the body right there, keeps pushing, keeps pushing, slick feed, and then Ovi just barn burner, just off, barely off the ice, just sticks it in, and it's three to one. Yeah, all, all Wilson, all Tomo right there. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. hard work. Taking this, hits. This is yeah, taking hits. This is just out, out bodying the Carolina Hurricanes right there. Uh I we did that all game. I thought we out we uh out physically played them. Uh and I thought we were more into this game than they were, to be quite honest. Yeah, I thought I, I was I was shocked. I didn't know how we were gonna come out and play. I mean, it was I watched the games last night. I've watched every game today, and it's just some teams seem like they're not giving a shit. Some teams are out there treating it like it, hey, this is our last tune up before a um the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Granted, for us it's different because right. it's around Robin. We technically have three more tune-up games, but to, to the teams going right into the five-game series, you'd expect more. I mean that. I mean maybe you watched the uh, the Oilers Calgary game last night. That got physical. That got aggressive, and it was awesome to watch. But like the Tampa Florida game today seemed like once Florida got scored on twice, they just kind of like ah fuck it. It was garbage. Yeah, that was a not fun game to watch. Honestly, well actually I take that back because I had money on Tampa Bay. Boom. Bingo. Well, you have money on the game and definitely makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. you're not lying. They, so, like, they, they just completely dominated the Panthers. They did not look good. Yeah, dude, so, I told you guys that in the last podcast. The Panthers suck. They definitely don't suck, dude. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll when they get, get 3-0. Look at their roster. They're fucking loaded with players. Uh, yeah, yeah, not we'll loaded see. with wins. So, 3-1 caps going into the third. Let's get into the last goal here. It's a 5-on-3. Uh, for the Hurricanes, some dumb penalties. Penalties were an issue yet again, just like we left off at. I mean, yeah. poor Mrazic, man. We put him in. I mean, poor Vanacek. We put him in, and we get Pepper with a 5-on-3. And that, that side's through. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a 5-on-3. I don't really know how you just kind of break that down and be like, oh, it's this guy's fault. It's that guy's fault. I mean, it's just I dumb penalties. Let's watch that again. Did Gudis fuck that? Well, Gudis gets down on the knee right here. and kind of. Yeah, I, I would prefer him to step out. Like, come on, you're, you're yeah. two feet in front of Vanacek. I take back what I said about Gudis. He fucked up there. <laughs> like, he's got to be out yeah, higher. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, he's pretty much a screening. Like, that was pretty much a screen. Right here. He's got he to be out a little higher, I think. Yeah, you said Gudis. Earlier when you were saying Gudis has played well, I was like, Boom. I don't really know. So he, I mean, Gudis blocks off here. that entire right, that as Vanacek's left side of the net right there. I mean, you got to think from his vision, it's that, that side's blocked. Teravainen gets down on one knee and just hammers it home. Yeah, again, as you said, Billman, it's five on three. The Hurricanes are kind of supposed to score, so yeah, you can cut them a little bit of slack. But yeah, I didn't think it was like, I mean, they they were both in position to kind of block that shot or make a save, so it it could have been a preventable goal. But uh, it, I mean, that goes back to an even like longer issue that we've had is taking fucking penalties, and and at yeah. bad, bad times too. Like if this is a real playoff game. Are, are you kidding me? You're going to go on, down on a 5-on-3 and a 3-1 game in the third period of the fucking game? Like yeah, that's, no. that's, that's awful. They scored 3-2. They got all the momentum. They have – the. I mean, if this is a regular season, the crowd is right there, and 
probably all over yeah. the either either yeah. whoever's home. Like they just have all the momentum in that game, and who knows what the fuck happens there? Mm-hmm. Dude, Uncle Todd has never been about discipline. It's it's incredible. I yeah, mean, it was our issue all season, and then first thing, first game motherfuck. back, it's five penalties. Yeah, it's I can't like five, five four penalties. four penalties, right? Yeah, we went three for four on the PK, but power play, yeah, we went one for five on the power play, three for four on the PK. So it's kind of like that's a lot. So Regardless, like as as I mean, it was a great win, but like the issues that are lingering are still here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the sloppy shit we talked about, mm-hmm. the penalties, the power play. Yep. So let's go. Let's go over some player stats real quick, and then we're gonna tag stack guy Blake in. He's waiting in the queue. So Ovechkin two goals and an assist. Kuzi a goal. Orlov two assists. Oshie an assist. Wilson on an assist. Ginny an assist. Hopey stops twelve of thirteen. Vanacek thirteen of fourteen. Uh, like you said, we'll take it. You got you got the big boys producing in the first game. You love to see it. I mean, I would la- I, I I'd rather see that than say like a three two game where Boyd scores a goal. Kempney scores a goal and like Kuzi gets the third. I like seeing our big boys get them all to start off. Why not? Yeah, I thought our first line was the best line uh, in the game of both teams. Uh, I thought the second line played great. Uh, their their role was to shut down that Aho line, which is what that's what they did. They shut down Aho. They shut down Svechnikov. I forget who else plays on that line to be quite honest. Uh, Teravainen, I think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Um, so they shut them down pretty well. Which I mean, that's what that line should do with Baxham on there. And hopefully they can get some goal, some uh, transition goals with Vrana on in that speed, and maybe Oshi with them on a two on one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the third line played solid. They had a couple solid shifts where they hemmed them in a little bit. The fourth line also did the same thing. And then you saw Travis Boyd; he would get he'd get some shifts here and there, and he would go in the third or fourth line sometimes. I mean, I thought I thought everyone played pretty well. Yeah, um, there was I, nobody that stuck out in terms of like playing too badly or too poorly. Well, I was gonna get into that. Do you want to? Do you want to get into who your stars of the game or? And I have, I have a player. Well, I want to say one thing real Kyle, quick. Kyle, say one thing. We'll tag Blake in, and we'll get start getting into our Sweet. players of the game and stuff. All right. Travis Boyd played well, and I like that because I think he's gonna be coming in either for Eller or Haglin at some point. Well, he definitely is. He's yeah. he's coming in for Eller when no, like it's not even question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So, so I think he's gonna be good. What's up, guys? Right, guys that guy Blake. He's been on the show before he writes all the blogs. So we'll start with you, Blake. I mean, what are your initial reactions, thoughts, uh, concerns after the game? Obviously, overall, I thought it was a really good game. See, anytime you come away with a win, that's a good game. There are a few things that I would nitpick. Um, there were a bunch of turnovers. I think we had, like, eight turnovers. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was a lot, yeah. Um, and they weren't they, they weren't in awful places the way they were in the regular season, though, which is good. Like, during the regular season, you see them give the puck over, you know, in between the hash marks in our own zone. She can't get away with that. They're a bit more to the sides, um, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one thing I did like was we out-hit them 24 to 18, which is big. Yeah. Um, when we've got, you know, some of the biggest hitters in the league, and Wilson and Dylan. Um, mm-hmm. Dylan had a great game. He had um, three hits and two block shots i think yeah, yeah played well. I that defensive pairing played solid i want to go back to what you said about the giveaways because i want to say we gave the puck away 11 times they're like two or three or something but uh, that might have been like mid third period when i checked that stat but i was like oh that's not good uh, let me pull that up but yeah i mean yeah dylan, dylan playing solid though that's what that's something we need yeah he sure. just needed some time i think i think he just needed some time to get adjusted to the system and everything and i think he has uh, they mentioned during the broadcast that Orlov is uh, playing on the right side, actually. Which, yeah, uh, he's playing on the right. Dilly's on his left. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be interesting transition for him. I really liked 
the uh, Seagull Color Jensen pair, especially on the penalty kill, they were being very disruptive. Yep, I agree. Um, it was tough to even get a shot off on them, which was big to see. Yeah, I agree with that. They they clogged up the middle too, um, right in front of the net. I thought Jensen. I noticed off the puck, Jensen played very very well today when he was uh, in front of the net, just making sure that guy's not standing like all alone with like his stick up in the air, just right, waiting for a tip. He was all over that guy in front of the net. So right. he can talk to them. Yeah. So let's get into this. We'll start. I'll start with UAB. Then we'll go to KP. Then the stack guy Blake, and then I'll finish it off here. Who was your player of the game? Uh, for me, um. I'm going to go with Tom Wilson. I thought he had the most complete game. I thought he played well in his own defensive end. Um, I thought o- the OV goal, uh, the OV second goal was all Wilson. Uh, he played the right way. So he forechecked hard. I mean, it was it was pretty much a typical Tom Wilson game that we see from him almost every time now. Um, I thought he plays he played the probably the most responsible, and that that first line was just rolling. Yeah, I agree. Tom Wilson was my pick, so you kind of stole that from me. So KP, who you got? Right. Ovechkin, man, my guy, staying yeah. hot. He's gonna get six in the next three games, so That's we're good. Easy, easy pick, dude. Come on. <laughs> Been talking okay. about him, Blake, my, my captain. Yeah, I, I gotta go with the captain too. I mean, two goals and assists. He had a bunch of he had a bunch of hits. He was playing physical. Um, he was playing smart with the puck. He had that he had that really good back check. That one, um, a puck got through Carlson, and it was oh yeah on the power play. And Irby got yeah. back. Uh, yep. That was good to see. Yep. Uh, so he's my pick too. Yeah. So I'll, t- I'll, t- I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll mess around. I'll go. Um. Yeah. Any. We know Holtz played great. We comments. Yeah. We know Holtz played great. But I'll, I'll put Vitek up there. I mean, he came in. He stopped. What is it? Thirteen of fourteen. The only goal he let in was that five on three. But he made some pretty aggressive saves. I mean, that's tough. You come in at the start of the third period. You've been sitting cold on the bench for forty minutes. Uh, I thought he came in, played well. And yeah, he like that's what you want to see because if there's a situation where I hope you can't play a game or a few, then it's him or Copper and with, yeah, Sam, so, with Sammy gone. So, so what's up with that? Is is Copper the third string? I don't think I don't know. Yeah, I wish he was. I, I was surprised at it. I was too. Honestly, I thought I thought Copper may have uh, snagged that uh, second spot, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Personally, if I'm the coach and I have a choice between a guy who's played in an NHL game and a guy who hasn't, I'm going to take the guy who has every time, but. Yeah. I guess they see something in Vitek that the rest of us don't. Well, yeah. what I see yeah. in Copley is that he's our best friend because he DMs us all the time. So I <laughs> nominate him. Um, so let's see. I, I, I have a couple honorable mentions here. I got Brendan Dillon as an honorable mention. I thought he yeah, played, played well. Yeah. Kempney uh, played very well, I thought. I mentioned it earlier. Kempney? Kempney. Yeah, yeah moved the puck um, well, moved his feet well. And I thought I thought Kuzi dominated the puck more than anyone uh in this game i thought he the puck was on his stick most of the game so i would have i would have had him up there too um but yeah there's there's my honorable mentions right there cool so let's lead it into this we'll start to wrap it up here we got about five ten minutes left so ab you mentioned it the first line stuck out to you the most so i'll just kind of make this an open question here first line obviously looked great they were flying second line looked great vrana the speed is obviously still there uh, he was buzzing up the ice, but something I would have liked to see more was the third line. I feel like we went through a spot there that started the second period where we, we only saw about one or two shifts out of them. Granted, it was due to some penalties and stuff like that, but that's a line I want to see really start clicking. Um, so I'll, t- I'll start with this one to you, Blake. I mean, the third line is a line that I want to see more, almost at a point where we double shift them in that game because we want to get their reps in. But I think that might be one of our most important lines, obviously, in these playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we, we I think we all learned the importance of a good third line in, in the cup run. 
uh, with, uh, you know, Connolly and Eller and uh, DSP, you know, uh, leading, leading the charge almost. Um, and so it, it would definitely be good to see them. Uh, I, I thought they played well, um, aside from uh, Eller taking, did he take one or two penalties? I think one, uh, Haglin took two. Haglin took two. Haglin took two. That's on me. None of the Caps penalties were very good. Um, uh, but uh, so it's good to see them back. Hopefully they'll get their, their sticks under control. But uh, Haglin was flying around. He was making it tough for the other team to get out of their zone like he always does. Right. He always, so that was good to see. So yeah. real quick, AB, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but real quick from Samantha Pell, the Washington Post. Reardon quotes that John Carlson left the game because he fell awkwardly, got tangled up, and the team will see how he's doing later tonight slash tomorrow. Said the team took extra precautions since it was just an exhibition game. So maybe he just a little bit a little bit of a tweak, and they're like, uh-uh, let's go, yeah. buddy. You're out of here. Get undressed. That's, yep. I would assume that. It was that at the end of the game also. It was in the, the third, right? Mm-hmm. I, I believe so, yeah. The third. I would assume that would that's what happened. I mean – if anyone falls weird and you're like, oh, OV, get the fuck off. If it was OV, if it was Oshi, if it right. was anyone, like, get, yeah. get the hell out of here. Just um, anybody. Something yeah, I did notice. Oh, go ahead. Um, I didn't think Backstrom played well. Like, I think he played all right, but he didn't really stand out. And uh, I don't think, I don't think he's going to. I think he's, I think he's more of a shutdown guy now, which I thought he did fine with. I thought he shut yeah. down. He he shut down the um that Teravinen lines, uh, Aho and. Who might Sveshnikov? He he shut them down all game pretty much. I mean, whenever you did see the second line rolling, you're right. It was Oshi and Vrana that was that mostly had the puck. But I mean, that's because Backstrom's playing that third, pretty much that third defenseman. He's playing lower high. in the zone, higher in the offensive zone. Right. I'm perfectly fine with. I think if you yeah. like, I mean, you've seen it in in our tournament like a uh like a month ago. I mean, sometimes you just need that that second or third forward to be. Rolling high, he needs to be a more defensive role, which I think Baxham has embraced in his game. I agree. Yeah, you're not going to see him on the score sheet much outside of power play assists and stuff. But, yeah, he's, trans- he's transforming his game to a good defensive center, and he's, he's there to dish the puck to Vrana and Oshi, you know, make it make their jobs easier. So, yeah. Yeah, I, um, but in regards to the third line, I thought there were a couple shifts where they they did him him in a little bit. And, I mean, Haglin – Play, besides his two penalties, I think he played a typical Carl Haglin game. Right. Uh, uh, like Blake said it already, he was he was making it. He was being a disruption in in the uh, forecheck uh, and in the neutral zone for that matter. Uh, Kovalchuk, um, he I, he didn't stand out too much, but I don't think he made really that many mistakes either. Um, and same with Lars Eller. He was he was laying his body around too a couple times. Yeah, yeah, I saw a couple hits from Kovalchuk, which I thought was weird. I was like, oh, man, he's he's just embracing the. He's a big dude. just as big as Ovi. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, he, had a, he had a good chance in the third as well where I, I think he's got to convert. It was just him and the goalie in front of the net. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, Blake, I'll ask you, were there any, like, crazy stats that kind of stuck out to you that kind of determined the way the game played out or anything like that? Um, well, we pretty much controlled the pot in the second period when we already had a lead, which is um, – Kind of atypical. You normally sit back and you don't control the puck as much, and so that was that was really big um, in terms of uh, taking the lead. Um, I think our puck possession was uh, about sixty percent in the second period, which is crazy. Um, and obviously, killing four out of five penalties is is always good, especially when the one you gave up was on a five on three. Anyway, especially uh, with two of those penalties, yeah. your main penalty killers in the box and Haglin. 
Yeah. Uh, it was like, a, what, a minute 55 on three? Like, you know, of course, yeah. it's a goal. Yep. Up there, two seconds left. And Washington will claim victory in this exhibition game. A 3-2 outcome against Carolina. All right, so let's take a quick look into the West here. We'll make it quick. But before we do that, uh, did you guys see The Rock about the XFL? Yes. Yeah. So fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Incredible. You think he's going to play? No. That'd be cool. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. The Rock I as the commissioner? Or yeah. The owner as the league. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I'm I mean, excited, man. I, I had a lot of fun watching the XFL. Look at Paul Rabel. He's doing it. That is true, but yeah, <laughs> the Rock owner. going out and doing that. I don't know. I guess we'll see, but that'd player be awesome. Owner, coach. It better keep it in D.C. We need to keep the defenders. I'll be so pissed at the Rock. But um, So let's go here. Let's start looking at these Western Conference ones. I think Dallas is beating Vegas right now as we speak. It's 3-1 to one in the second. But the most fun series, I think, in the entire playoffs is the Chicago-Edmonton one. And Chicago gets up one nothing in the series with a 6-4 win. A.B., I mean, <laughs> McDavid scores a couple minutes into the game one, and then fucking Chicago, four goals in the first. Dude, Mike Smith looked brutal. So, I so think bad. They, made, they made the right move there, there uh, starting Koskinen tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he kind of shut the door after he got in. Agreed. Uh, I think that changes the whole series. I think – I still think the Oilers are going to come out and win in this series. I think – I mean, I just – I mean, the Oilers still put up four goals. So mm-hmm. if if the Oilers get any any sort of goaltending, I think, I I mean I I think the Oilers have this series. I I really do. Yeah, I just it's, don't see it, anyone being able to stop McDavid and Drysaddle? They just they are far and away better than the rest of the players. Yeah, but to counterpoint that KP, and I'll go to you on this. I mean, this is a Hawks team like we've mentioned before in the preview series. That is Scott Kane and Price and Crawford and Seabrook and Duncan Keith and all these veteran Stanley Cup Seabrook's leaders. Catch every game though. Just What's a, that? Seabrook is a healthy scratch every game, though. I'm just gonna yeah, yeah. He's on the roster, though, so we'll, we'll toss it around. And Andrew Shaw, though, we'll throw that name out there. And then they're coming off of a four-month break. I mean, this is a team that's got the experience, and it, I wasn't really shocked when they won that game. Yeah, I mean, Taze had a hell of a first period. He was buzzing out there. That was a that was a fun game to watch. They were banging back and forth with the goals. I thought something to catch on with McDavid, though. He looked non-existent five-on-five. Five. He had that power play goal early. But I really didn't notice him much after that. Uh, he wasn't like buzzing up and down, back and forth with the puck like he was in the uh, expedition expedition game. So, I mean, I think he needs to step it up there. But uh, other than that, I think Chicago's buzzing like they were in 2010. I agree. Uh, that's a fun series, man. I can't wait for the finish that one. Another kind of fun one that I, I've been looking forward to is Arizona Nashville, the Yotes. A.B., it's the same thing. They get up on the board early, and they, they run away with a 4-3 win. They were up, I think, 4-1 to or 4 to nothing even at one point. But Darcy Kemper, I think, kicks over 40-plus saves. I mean, insane game by him. Kessel with two assists. And the Yotes, who a team is who I would love to see actually make the playoffs, are up on Nashville. Yeah, I, I agree. I like, the, I like the Yotes team a lot. I like a lot, of, a lot of their players and, obviously, big Biz fan. Um, uh, the Preds – I don't think they're going to go away. I think the series goes five. Um, I don't know what they're going to do goaltending-wise because they had Soros in net. Um, I don't know if they're going to change that up or not. And I think it was – I mean, it was a rough start, but they found their – they kind of found their legs much like the Caps tonight. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, they were down 4-1. They made a nice little comeback to make it to 4-3 and make it a game. Uh, so, I don't think this series is done yet. I think they have 
mean, they got Matthew Shane, Ryan Johansson up at up. Caps legend, uh, yeah. Flip Forsberg. Yeah, they got Philip Forsberg, Victor Arvidsson, uh, Ryan Ellis, and Roman Yossi, who is arguably the best defenseman in the league right now. Um, so I I just think they have a lot. They have too many stars on this team to go away. So uh, what I do think, I think there – is that the coach? Is that John Hines, the, the coach of the Devils? I believe so, yeah. Dude, I don't know how that guy has a job. <laughs> like, he's not a good coach. Uh, and then if someone just, like, hired – like, people right. just keep hiring him. Because he was the devil's coach. Mm-hmm. And they canned him. The little bald guy? The little short bald guy? Yeah, they were just never good. Yeah, they weren't that great. Like, so, I don't – like, and then Nashville fires Peter Laviolette to hire that guy. Like, Laviolette's a pretty good coach, but I understand why they fired him because he kind of, like – He had a wall. He had a wall there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was – he was there for a while, and he, he brought them to a Stanley Cup final at one point. I thought he, he brought some success there. But, he, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just halted at some point. The players may have gotten tired of him. So, I understand what they did there, but I don't think that was the right hire at all. Agreed. KP, hot dog Phil. I mean, I know you're loving it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Yotes might pull this one away. Some, uh, somebody you guys didn't mention yet, Taylor Hall. I think he could uh, come out and almost take over this series. He uh, – he looked good, but he didn't have uh, much of a scoring threat in that game. But no, for I sure. think Phil Kessel got on the board, so they're going to be buzzing. I like the Yotes pulling away in that series. Yep. Uh, next up, my favorite team in the West, I think the Vancouver Canucks, baby. But they go down one nothing last night. I don't know if you guys watched it. It was a late one. Uh, they got game two today, tomorrow, whatever day it is. Uh, so Minnesota up in that one, one nothing. I don't know if you guys have quick thoughts. Like I said, I don't know if you watched it, but um, it's, it's – Jay Beagle, they did it look good. When I turned it on in the one period I watched, they did a good little thing on how sick Jay Beagle is. Yeah, I mean, legend. That team, that that whole team is just pretty sick. I love them. I love their lineup. Yeah, it's and it it kind of got built out of nowhere too. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like I don't, I for some reason I was just like, besides uh, like Pedersen, I was just like, this this team's there's it's still gonna be a while for them to be good, and then like. This year, it was just like, oh, shit, they're actually pretty fucking good. Brock Besser's <laughs> a lot better than people think. I agree. Uh, Brock Besser's really good. Quinn Hughes, he's been playing yeah. solid. Yep, I forget he who might win Rookie of the Year. Uh, I mean, they picked up Tyler Toffoli. I'm, who am I missing right now? There's, yeah, that was a Mark good trade Mark Shum's a well. hell of a goalie. Furlan um, is the pickup that's, like, pretty underrated. Yeah, Besser, Erickson, Furlan, Gaudet, Horvat. I mean, JT Miller, too. It's Pearson, Pedersen. Go down the lineup. They're they're loaded. Yeah. Uh. So they're they're gonna be good for I think a while at this point. Yeah. Uh, I think they do need a little help on defense. I mean, you mentioned Quinn Hughes. He's all, he's all, he's gonna be a superstar in this league. But um, I, I can't really. Think, I mean, they got Alex. They got Alex Edler back there. He's also pretty solid. But I can't really think of anyone back behind those two. Off Agreed. the top of my head. Agreed. Like I said, Markstrom was solid in that. So let's go to the last one here. Kind of controversial. We have Calgary, Winnipeg. Winnipeg ties it up yesterday, Monday, a one game apiece. But to Chuck, Matic to Chuck on the on the back back of Lego Shifley, was it? And then um kind of cuts him and he's probably done for the series. So that's we're looking at our first probably rivalry, really chippy series here to get going. Yeah. I mean, there's no way he didn't not mean to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's. Right. I, I understand that happens. That's what you do when you like cut your off leg out. Your toe comes up every time. It's it's science. It's gonna come up. But he, yeah, he, but he extended it towards him, and it's just kind of like, what are you doing, guy? That's what I'm saying. Like, 
like he one of those freak plays almost. I mean, he he uh, obviously said no. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do it, and his coach is going to back him up. But Corey Schneider today on on the broadcast for NBCSM was like, he was like, yeah, I mean, you got to take him for his word there. I don't think he's actually going out and trying. To Paul Maurice is ripping and into I, him. Like, and I was well, I was just like, really, you're gonna like. Obviously, Makachuk is going to come out and say to the public, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. If he was like, no, nah, yeah, I tried to do that, everyone would be like, oh, shit, well, then he, he shouldn't be in the league ever again. Yeah. Like, why <laughs> the fuck would he come out and be like, yeah, I, I definitely meant to do that? Mm-hmm. It definitely mean, It definitely looks like he carelessly kind of did something, like kind of maybe blinked for a second, did something stupid, but I don't think he overall tried to cut him or hurt him. Is Right. Well, the thing is, like, he, he's not going into that game saying, I'm going to stab someone in the back of the leg today. You like, never know. He didn't jump player. on the ice being like, I'm going to chase him down and stab him in the back of the leg either. But that type of player, we all know that type of player. Sometimes, I like, we have it in us at some points when you get so mad. Uh, like, especially with him and, like, uh, Brad Marchand, when you go into a corner – against like and it's like it's a 50 50 puck you kind of like instinctually do stuff mm-hmm. that is very illegal and just like just to win the battle i mean very it, harmful it's, it's, yeah it's gonna happen it's not like he was like i'm gonna do this it mm-hmm. probably was almost a reaction you know what i mean yeah and yeah. i mean that shit just kind of happens and, yeah it was I mean, and the way he folded up right there was like immediately grabbing his legs like that doesn't look good one bit yeah uh-uh. So, I mean, again, Corey Schneider says you got to take take the man for his word. It's Matt Kachuk. No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you don't. The Jets, guy, the Jets, like we said, Jets coach Maurice has been fucking tearing yeah. the shreds. That guy's known scumbag. So, yeah. Hopefully we'll see something next game. Nice little fight right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, well, once we get to game three, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's definitely pretty bad play, but – yeah. And it's a huge. It's more of just a huge loss for Winnipeg, for sure. So I and that's that's that series that uh, I'm not going to tell you who's going to win it. I mean, Winnipeg won it without Line A and Shifley today. So I think Calgary still got the upper hand with the skill and everything. But it is what it is. We're going to keep watching. We're going to keep enjoying it, and we're fucking flying with hockey, baby. So next up, we're going to go to our post game breakdown. So it's got a little bit of a preview for the the uh, the Philly game too. So we broke down Tampa Bay preview and Philly in the next segment but this is it for us here right now we're going to end it with that so KPAB anything you guys got to say I mean besides tuning in Twitter live every game come check us out hang out with us comment drink beers do all that but uh, that's all I got it's been fun so far it's been a good two games been a good first week of playoffs did you want to break down the Colorado St. Louis game yet or no oh that's right we didn't even look at that yeah so let's talk about that real quick Come on, on that. <laughs> I forgot about that. that was the other exhibition game Nazem Kadri 0.1 seconds left fires at home that was a fun game to watch. Uh, Grubauer played well. Burkowski played well. Caps guys, I was looking at them a lot. But McKinnon, Landeskov, that was a fun game to watch. Dude, yeah, McKinnon dude. is fast. He's still <sighs> so fast. It's unreal. He's the fastest guy with the puck in the league. Nobody's faster. Uh, there's, a, mm. there's one guy named Connor McDavid. He's pretty fast with the puck. I don't know. I think he's right there with him. I, I, he's, definitely, he's definitely right there with him. Two hands on the stick. With the puck, at, uh, with the puck on his stick, yes, he is very fast. McDavid is also, actually, you might be technically right. If we want to get real into the intricate intricacies about this, is that the right word? Did I use yeah. that correct? Yeah, good enough. Where McDavid, McDavid uh, will just bounce it off the wall, beat you to it, and then go to the net. Yeah, he's very chippy with it. He likes to keep it up and bouncing. Yeah, 
whereas McDavid is boop, 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 boop. like he that was Ovech like that was how Ovechkin was his rookie season with two hands on a stick, stick handling the entire time. Yeah, yeah. obviously he doesn't do that as quite as fast anymore since he's McDavid's a go through you, where McKinnon's a kind of go around you. Well, yeah. Even though McDavid's always a lot of his shit's just going wide and busting in. McKinnon is the bull, and mm. McDavid is the gazelle. Is that is that sure? Right yeah, Some know. something about being in a Sounds china sweet. shop. Too, something about being in a china shop too. I think you missed that part of it. Yeah, but that was a good game. I think I like Colorado. Colorado a lot, man. That's a fun team. It's uh, they're going to be fun to watch, and I'm going to be rooting for them as one of my favorites uh, out of the West. Yeah, I mean, on my unbiased takes, I had, I had, I think I had Colorado winning the West. Hey, how are you? So, um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I think I, I mean, I mean, like I said. I know this is a team sport. We always harp on that shit, but like you need a superstar. There are some players that can just take over series. Mm-hmm. I agree, and hopefully we see it right here. It's eight o'clock. Depends are about to start. Hopefully you see it with Carey Price. But like I said, that's all I got. Twitter live, guys. Come hang out. Come watch it. KPAB. Anything left to say? Nah, that's it for me. Peace out, boys. Yeah, that's it. Go Caps. Let's get a W next game. At point position, Orloff, Backstrom, then Kuznetsov on a look away around McDonough. Backstrom gets it topside. Orloff sends it on the way. Loose in front at the doorstep. Score! This game's tied thanks to the power play. Ron Robin game one in the books. Uh, just lost to Tampa in a shootout, three to two. Uh, I think that's a point that we deservedly should not have gotten. We definitely shouldn't have gotten um, two points that game as, as bad as we played. So, Kyle, I'll start with you. Initial thoughts, initial reactions, and I know you see that new graphic down there tracking your boys' goals, and it's not looking good for the bets. Oh, man, he had a good chance at the end of overtime there, though. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a shitty game, but we snuck away into overtime, so you're getting lucky with some greasy goals there. But uh, I thought I thought overall it was a solid game, and hopefully yes, uh, AB. we learn from our mistakes. AB, initial thoughts on the game? Um, Rough start. It was pretty ugly. Ice is going to be bad all season long. Um, I thought we picked it up kind of in the second period. I mean, I, I'd i say they dominated the first. Absolutely half. dominated us. That's another five minutes after that. We really didn't get it going until that Oshie fight. Um, simplified the game. Third period, we looked pretty good. I thought we just – I think that's how we need to play against Tampa and, like, more skilled teams is – simplify the game, just get pucks deep and bang bodies. I mean, that's what we're best at, I think. Pucks at the feet and crash, baby. I mean, yeah, we were just playing – we just played – or scored two very playoff-type goals that were just kind of fuck-around goals that, I mean, some people say are garbage, but that's how you fucking win in the playoffs. So, I think that should be our game going – especially with bad ice. I think that's yeah. that needs to be kind of the, the strategy for the rest of the way. Pucks on um, net, crash the net hard. Yeah, especially I – mean, Go ahead. I didn't absolutely hate the way we played. I mean, I did the first half of the game, but first I thought half was bad. Yeah, like I bad, thought, bad. I thought we uh, picked it up. I didn't like the second line that much. I thought they kind of got worked because they were playing up against Braden Point and Kucherov, and their uh, Braden Point was on another level today. Yeah, he looked. He good. is good. He's, He's flying. So good, man. A lot of back yeah. checks from him. He was shutting down a lot of plays, and then yeah, like you said, AB, it's uh, we're playing a good Tampa team. We're playing a the a third straight Vesna finalist and Vasilevsky and he's just shutting everything down. So what do you got to do? You got to change. Well, I thought we were very over passive a lot. Granted, we didn't get a fucking shift. It felt like in the first couple minutes of that game. I mean, the first period where 
they're in our zone, him and a sound, him and a sound, him and a sound. We come out, and the only line that really did anything in that first period was that third line. They got a couple shifts down there, but it wasn't more than a shot or two, and it's out. So, I mean, they're <laughs> we get a point. I believe that's how that works in the round robin. So we get a point. Um, so it's it's Philly with two, us and ball. I mean, us and uh, Philly with two, T- Tampa with two, us with one, Boston with zero. We got a question here: Who are the Caps most and least want to play in the first round of the actual playoffs? I don't know. It's tough to say. Is it Carolina I, 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 right now? I don't well, want to play any of the top three teams because I got my answer. It's yeah. the fucking New York Rangers. They fucking suck, dude. <laughs> the Rangers are garbage. They're getting dummied. Uh, they're they're down they're down two zero to Carolina now. It's it's been a tough go for them so far. Yeah. But unfortunately, AB, that's not going to happen because I don't think they're going to get out of that series, let alone win a single game in there. KP, you got an answer for this one? Probably not. I mean, you don't want to play Carolina. That would be my only for sure. Do not want to face them right now. They look hot. Yeah, yeah. they look very good. I wasn't overly impressed with – I mean, Pittsburgh looked good in their game, but Montreal still got that win even though Pittsburgh dominated. But, um, yeah, it, it's tough to say. You got, you got to see how a lot of these uh, still play out and go from there. So with that being said, let's get into some of these breakdowns. Let's get into some of these goals. Why don't we? Uh, let's start to share this screen here, and let's get into it. So Tampa would take the one nothing lead. Kucherov, top shelf, snipe. So we'll just start it here. I mean, it all starts right there. Eller turnover. Turnovers were a massive issue, I think, in this one. Kucherov just makes one little move. Ting! How are you? I mean, he yeah, just that, banged it home. That move created that little bit of separation. Just gave him so much more time and space with his hands to be able to get that shot off. Uh, yeah, here it is. Lars right here trying to jam it to Kovalchuk for some reason. I I don't get it. I mean, we'll break it up right here. Give me just a second. Right there. I mean, why is he trying to jam that right between both of these Tampa players right here? I thought that was a lot of our issues in the first period was, especially on the breakout, we're forcing a lot of shit. We're trying to make too much happen at once, and breakout was a tough go for us in that first period. So go ahead, AB. Um, well, as we're breaking it down now, like that, that whole play was fucking awful because you see Jensen there. We get a too many men anyway, so we're going to the penalty kill. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Gudis hesitated or Jensen just jumped on early, whatever happened there. I was That completely fucked up right away. As that was happening, like you said, Lars Eller is trying to jam a pass up the middle through two guys that are on him. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You're past the red line. I'm pretty sure he's is right he past here. the red line. He's like he's right, right here. before the red line. That's, that's easy, just a, a bank off the wall and keep skating. Exactly. Like, nice little chip. And I think there's somebody standing there. Haglin might be right up there if you keep playing it. Um. I don't, yeah, I don't know if anyone's there, but that's just you're trying to get a puck to cook. Yeah, right, right there. there, right there. Yeah, there's one right there. I don't. It made no sense. Um, and then yeah, they just turn around. I mean, you turn the puck over to Braden Point, who gives it to Kucherov. It's probably gonna end up being a goal. Because yeah. if Eller chips out of the boards like you're saying, KP intelligently, he gets the Hags. Hags is probably one time in it right down the ice, or right, right, right down the uh, into the Tampa Bay zone, and Kovalchuk's following that with speed the entire time. But I mean, like you said, right there. You give it to Braden Point, he comes in with speed. Deke Seller right there, he gets to the Kucherov. He makes one little move and just absolutely <laughs> pipes that one, dude. Like, I'm not a, yeah. freeze I'm up not everything. a coach here, but is is Holpe? He's got to uh, come out, right? He's yeah. got, I think he's got to come out a little bit. Do we have any goalie uh, coaches out there? Out of position there or not? Because, I mean, that's – I mean, that is a, an incredible shot. Can't You got to give credit yeah. Too, but that's sure. a very that's a very good goal but i mean that was the biggest issue was we were just getting fucking hemmed in man the breakout was not working that well and kp like you said chip uh, we did not get to chip and chase hockey which is how we would have dominated that first period but let's go we got one right here how would you rate the speed of the caps i mean the only person i really saw flying around today was Haglin. 
to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Verona was kind of non-existent like he was in that exhibition game. I agree. But Haglin was... I forgot Verona was playing until the third. Well, yeah. if you want to speak about who wasn't playing, where the fuck was Ovi tonight? But <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought I thought Haglin had wheels. He was going good. And then um, it's just... The speed was not there for us. And I don't think it's going to be there. I don't. We're not a fast team at this point, I don't think. You want to shout your boy oh, out, Josh, KP? Shout out, it's Tony Doe. Hey, so one nothing Tampa. Let's My get man. to the second one here. Uh, give me a second. This is a Stevens tip in. It, it gets the cat. It gets the bolts up two to nothing here. Sorry, I would have liked it if we would have got the caps up two to nothing. So let's get into it here, Stevens. To break out up the ice, chipped in. Look at them chip and chase hockey. This is where we struggled too a lot. I'll say this now. I said it after the uh, post game show in our last game. Our defense really fucking struggled with the with the puck on our sticks behind the net. Not even behind the net, just circling in. Face off circles down. Our defense is having a tough go at it, I think so. And it shows it right here. It's Siegenthaler. He gets jammed up. Tampa, two men on it. They pick it up real quick. I don't know where Gudis is going. Oh, my God. He looked long. And, he had a rough game all day. But, yeah, I, I just kind of noticed that for the first time on that goal. He literally that entire span of time just had was caught in no man's land. Didn't know where to go. Yeah, so, I mean, we didn't even get to that at the top of the show. But, yeah, obviously Carlson not in on this game. Uh, so, Gouda steps in, takes a spot with Kempany. I mean, Gudis is up here at the top of the circle after a puck's put on that. Siegenthaler is the only one left in front of the net. Hathaway blocks the shot for him. Boom. And Gudis still just kind of comes in later. Look, I mean, you see from this angle as well. It's And then it's it's a tip. It's it's not on Holpe, I don't it's think. It's got to be a better job. Sure. Yeah, it's better job lucky. by RD. But um, I, I, like we said, no Carlson. So, Gudis gets in and... That Gouda's Kempney pair, I know Blake's going to have some stuff to say about it once we get in here, once we get him in here in a bit. But that hasn't been a du good duo all season. They thought it would work today, but I, th I thought Gouda's was just sloppy. I mean, outside of that, maybe right there in the first period when Kempney was trying to bust up the ice and got caught from behind, turned it over, came down on three on one, and Gouda's got a good block on it. But watch him here. I mean, he just kind of slowly but surely turns, watching the puck, watching the puck. It's in the back of the net. Like, buddy. who was like, that even that he was chasing up the boards? Was that Pat Maroon? Like, why is he on him like in a matchup one on one? Looks like he's, he's just kind of chasing him. him. Yeah, he's, he's like kind of chasing him. him. Yeah, which that uh. why he's literally just watching the puck here, dude. The entire time. You think Judas is having out. a problem getting back up to game speed? Maybe being this older guy. No, I he just kind of lost out there. I was gonna say that has nothing to do with game speed. I mean, it just, he just doesn't yeah. know. It's just him losing focus on what his, what his job is to do. I mean, he yeah, literally tired. had no idea what he wanted to do there. He he got caught chasing one guy. Was like, oh shit, I'm not in the right position. Maybe I should turn around now. Oh shit, the puck's already behind me. Oh shit, it's in the back of the net. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, I guess that does have a little to do with the game speed decision making wise, but uh, it, he's just not focused. He's just not. He's not really there. Not really there. Season long, I don't think he's. I just don't think he's a very good defenseman to be quite yeah, honest. It's, it's it wasn't his best outing. So outside of that, obviously with Tampa Bay, Stamkos was out as well. He was injured or he was classified as injured. Didn't really matter for them up until this point. It's two to nothing. So fast forward, like you said, AB, we get dominated in the first, dominated the first half of that second period. We got to figure something out. Oshi versus Gord, fucking good tilt. It looked a little weird at first. Kind They kind of were just holding and going, and it's kind of weird seeing that first fight in the bubble with no fans to get up on their feet and start hooting and hollering. But, yeah, Oshi gets some good shots in, and that leads to a hell of momentum, and we, the Caps get two goals uh, to follow that. So, first, before we get to this panicle, anybody, any thoughts on that fight with Oshi? Yeah, that was huge by him to step up. I didn't really see where that came from. I guess something behind the play that created that, but – I mean, I mean, it looks like the boys up. Check the shit out of him. <laughs> to me, yeah. 
I don't know why. Like Oshi, Oshi just got mad and just cross-checked the back of his head. I was like, oh, okay. I, guess I did, we I did see that, but you know Oshi. He just doesn't get mad at it of nowhere. So something had to happen we didn't see. Yeah, and I don't love Oshi fighting, to be honest. Granted, you got to get some momentum, but one wrong punch to Oshi's head and with his concussion fucking issues, it's I'll say this. not that great. The, the fight, I mean, it was just like a position match. I don't think yeah. any punches were actually no played. no i no. mean they, they swung but that doesn't mean <laughs> they landed so let's get into that panic goal here uh about three minutes after two and a half minutes after that fight i mean as we get into the zone and like we said we got to muck it up it's the third line who was doing everything all game seemingly gudas just kind of flicks it in it goes i think off of Eller or Haglin, and then panic just cleans it up right there on the goal line and that's that's the definition of pucks at the feet and crash just fucking throw it on if you can't get offense going what better to do than start shooting the puck and that's exactly what we did here yeah, I mean, we just kept it simple as as we said we needed to do in this game, especially against a high-powered, talented uh, team like Tampa Bay. And, I mean, Vasilevsky struggled with this all day, it seemed like. Just pucks pucks towards the net, and mm-hmm. like it's kind of just like a free-for-all in front of the net. Uh, the net front presence game in front of their net, I thought we won that battle 100%. Um I mean, we got two goals off of it. We almost got a third there. There was one that I don't know how it did. Panic! It was almost panic again on yeah. the, the goal line. He should have had and, a second one. Yeah, yeah one you guys did that one. That's panic doing what he does best in crashing the net. I mean, he just plays a simple game. I thought he played a simple game all season long, uh, and he's finally get, starting to get some credit for it. Um, I did say I, I saw JJ. Uh, he tweeted something about I like fourth line panic a lot better than third line panic. Yeah, I said oh. that all podcasts. I third line panic's my worst enemy. Fourth line panic is my best friend because I thought well, third line panic well, was technically so bad. this is. Well, this is third line panic, panic here. Yeah, this is third line panic because this is Oshi in the box. So he's taking uh, Kovey goes up to the second line. Panic goes in the third line. He puts he pots a tuck. Something I love about that goal we haven't noticed yet um, was Haglin makes a great screen. I think kind of makes Vasilevsky lose sight of the puck for a second. Yeah. Yeah, Vasilevsky, like you said, AB, he struggled. I think when we were jamming the net up, he struggled with rebounds there, especially in the third period, too. And Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to get one there off of one of those. So let's get into it. Pretty much right after that, uh, we get momentum. We got a goal. We got an an Oshi fight. We're starting to pick up momentum, it seems. We hem them down in their zone, and you get a good minute and a half long shift like that. One of two things is going to happen. You're either going to score a goal or you're going to the fucking power play. And what happens? We go to the power play, which, you know, leads to Kuzi tying the game here. Orlov, Backy, Kuzi down low. Back to Backy, up to Orlov, and Orlov just bombs away. And Kuzi's there, right in front of the net. Bang. Vasilevsky struggling to find it. Kuzi barely gets it in, barely gets it over the line. But it's, I mean, hey, it's a goal. It's 2 2, and we're right. We're, we got life. We're right back in the game. Yeah, I don't know how Vasilevsky doesn't see this. Uh, I mean, I guess there is a little screen. Gotta be Tom there, right there in front. But. I mean, as if I wasn't bad though. I mean, look, that's a pretty wide open lane. It's yeah, nobody tipped it. Nobody, no one tips it. I mean, it hits him right in the chest, and he just loses it somehow. Like well, I, crazy how everybody forgets about Kuznetsov as well. He's all alone. If if Holpe makes that play, I am livid. I'm like, God damn it! Like you can't yeah. be doing that. So that's just, it's just a bad play by Vasilevsky all around. I think. I mean, he's a he's a Vesna finalist. He's three year Vesna finalist. You can't be having that. Yeah, I mean, KP, what were your thoughts? I mean, obviously with Carlson out, Orlov had the brunt of the work here on the power play. Only had three power plays, one for three on it. Didn't have a single penalty, which is, you, you kind of like to see it. We didn't take a penalty, so that's nice. Didn't get any work on our penalty kill. But one for three on the power play, how did you think Orlov did at the point? 
there I mean, and Carl said that four on three we I think we had in the first period that looked awful we couldn't even get in the zone they so kept bad. doing this stupid like drop pass and then whoever they drop it to had no speed and just turned over the puck essentially a hundred times ruined that but I mean that power play there was I think a solid one we got some zone possession time passed it around and pucks on net and yeah got lucky Pucks on that and crash, baby. So the, it, ta- it takes it to OT. I mean, uh, we played a hell of a third period, I thought. I thought we played a very good third period. It was more even. By that, if we didn't dominate them, it was just an even period. We didn't get the shit kicked out of us. So we go to OT. Um, is what it is. I mean, we had some good chances. We had the Verona breakaway that got kicked away. Uh, Ovi, with a beautiful fucking between the legs, pulled it over, and then he just shot sh- shot it high. I mean, that, that was very – um first playoff career goal in Ovi's career-esque, I think. Remember against Philly when he made that move right there and he come all across, come across, waited for the yeah. goalie to go down and put it over his put it over his glove there. But, you know, kind of whatever of a uh, um, overtime. Surprise the team didn't score because there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of good opportunities. So we go to a shootout. Tampa sends Hedman out first. Don't know why. He misses. Oshie comes down, flicks it over the wrist, makes it look easy. And then it's Braden Point with a talk. Kuzi goes next. He tries to do a wraparound, I think. I don't like, think that's what he tried to do. I think he ran but, out of real estate there I mean, and then thought about it. But I It looked he, like he was doing his thing where he comes the start. and then – go Talk, ahead. Talks it behind the post. Yeah, I looked like he was trying that, and then he realized you can't do that in a shootout. Yeah, I mean, it's like, – like KP said, he ran out of real estate. I think he was – He was more indecisive. Five hole wasn't there, uh, and then just was like, oh, I'm – Lost this one. <laughs> I think he just took the it took the L a little early. Yeah. So I think the big thing to take away from that shootout is both of their goals: low glove side on Braden Holpe, quick release shots. Mm-hmm. Kucherov mm-hmm. also just has Holpe's number. It's insane. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, that yeah. is also true. Like uh, sometimes there, would he score twice on Holpe, where he didn't even stick handle the puck? He just fake stick handled. Pretty much, he's yeah. been in Holby's head since that one break. Yeah, he just embarrassed All-Star game. Holby's life, like in yeah. Well, he did in the regular season too, right after, like a month after the All Star game. Yeah. yeah, if you don't recall. So, I mean, that that it is what it is. We got a point. Didn't love how we played. Glad we were able to get a point out of it. I would have liked to because I don't want to fall to that fourth seed and probably have to play Pittsburgh in the first round. So, I mean, it is what it is. I thought Holby played great. OV was nowhere to be found. To me, like I said, we forced a lot of passes. It was a lot of passing to nobody. And there's a lot to be fixed. But luckily, we have two more games left. Unfortunately, the next ones are against arguably one of the best-looking teams I've seen since hockey has started in the Philadelphia Flyers. I think yeah. a positive thing to take away from this game is that, yeah, we played pretty bad for the first half of the game, even almost a little more than the first half of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were – we stuck with it, which I think is what we kind of did all season long, if I recall correctly. I right. mean, we would always like we were losing for a while there, but we were in games. We find we found a way to battle back, especially against Tampa Bay, who's I think supposed to be one of the favorites besides the Bruins in this whole thing. The Bruins are uh, terrible. That yeah, is, we, yeah. We come to overtime, and honestly, if it's a five-on-five game, I think it's I, if it's a five-on-five overtime in a playoff hockey game. I think it's di- I think it's a little different, obviously, because it's not three on three. We're not going to a shootout, and we at we we found life at the end of that game after those two goals. I mean, I thought we, I thought it was probably like fifty five percent, fifty five forty five us of outplaying them for the uh, the rest of the way. So, I seeing a top team in this tournament and playing decent enough to get a point out of it against them 
is not the worst thing. Yeah. No, no. not the worst thing at all. For Plus, sure. we've already beaten Carolina once. I mean, I know the game didn't count. It doesn't matter. So there may have been no intensity. But, I mean, we see what Carolina's doing, and we beat them in the exhibition game. Um, I mean, there are a lot of other teams out there right now that look a lot worse than us, I think. Definitely. I do. Uh, one thing I did love is the physicality in our game. I think that was consistent, even though we couldn't pass the puck at all. At least yeah, we were physical. I think we picked it up more so at the end there. So with that being said, we're 20 minutes in. Let's get Stat Guy Blake in here. Blake, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's, what's up? 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 So let's get your initial thoughts on everything here. How did you feel? Uh, what was the biggest difference between the exhibition game and the Tampa game here? Yeah, so the the first half was, was pretty rough. I'd say um, just visually and analytically, there wasn't much happening there. Okay. Um, we had a really solid third period. We had like the vast majority of shot attempts in that period. We, we, we pretty much controlled play. So that was good to see. Um, uh, that Yeah, that was, that was kind of the big takeaway. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing compared to last game too, is again, we were heavy on the turnovers, but I think in the first period we had seven turnovers and then we ended the game with 10 total. So we cleaned that up between periods, which was nice to see. Yeah, that was that was good. Uh, you guys touched on it already. I really wanted to see more out of Verona. He was completely non-existent visually, or you know, I was refreshing the like stats page that I watch, and mm -hmm. he just was like basically at zero for almost the entire game. And he shot up when he had that breakaway in overtime, but other than that, he pretty much didn't do anything. I would, I really would have liked to see more from him in the whole mm -hmm. second line. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead, AB. I was going to say that, se that second line was, I mean, they were matched up with the Kucherov brain point line, like I said earlier. I mean, so that's, that's already a tough matchup for them to, to begin with. And I mean, Kucherov and brain point kind of had their way with them all game. They did. And Vrana is not that type of player to match up against those guys. Backstrom might no. be able to get away with it. Oshi maybe too. Vrana is not going to do well in that type of matchup. So, um, I mean, Again, you're not going to split those three up because those three have been playing together pretty much all season long. Yeah. But it is just kind of – I don't know if – like if we see them later on in the playoffs, if Todd Reardon chain maybe mixes anything up. I kind of doubt he does. But uh, that's just not a matchup that bodes well for Vrana, I think. Do you I think it would be better putting the third line on that – on that Kucherov? I would, almost, I would almost think the fourth line more than the third. Well, Lars Eller yeah. and Carl Hagen could yeah. also. Yeah. I think they would be able to handle it. I was going to yep. say, Kovalchuk kind of scares me in that matchup too, much like Vrana does. Uh, so I'll start with Blake on this one since you just popped in, but I'll ask you all this. Was there, did you notice any type of difference in the intensity between the exhibition game and our actual first round Robin game? Because to me, I feel like it took a couple guys a little bit to get going and one of them, Ovi, to be honest. I didn't think he had the best of games. Like I said, he was kind of non-existent. It was kind of lackadaisical at times. And Vrana even, too, uh, we keep mentioning it, but yeah, was there a difference between any of the guys or just the team as a whole in terms of intensity and pace of play? Uh, intensity, uh, I really liked I really liked seeing the Oshi fight aside from, you know, the, the risks to his head. Um, seeing Haglin, Haglin looked the same. He was flying around everywhere. Uh, Kovalchuk was made a bunch of really, really nice passes in the in the neutral zone. Right. In the, so I, I, I thought Kovalchuk had a really good game. AB, KP. Otherwise, um, go ahead. ahead. I was just okay. saying, mostly, mostly the same from most guys. Yeah, yeah Ovi, it was a little bit less, but everybody else kind of looks the same kind of intensity, mm -hmm. good or okay. bad. 
for me, I would say in regards to Kovalchuk, um, I, he was probably my player of the game, to be quite honest. Yeah, uh, that's who I was going to pick. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we don't have to do that yet. We can we can take that up a little bit. But I, I thought he I thought he had one hell of a game. Um, but yeah, and and then regards to Ovi, I mean, I just thought it was kind of a like I didn't think he played awful. He just like you said, he was kind of semi non-existent. I mean, he did throw the body around a couple times. Him and Wilson were kind of going out there, just taking bodies at at one point i think that was like their only goal of the game at some point because they were like all right shit we got to fix something up here um koozie was flying around out there to kind of like i guess combat that but um i mean i gotta be honest if ov like that's kind of how he looked in the first to me i thought that's how he looked like in the first game other than like scoring two goals he just have to be on the odd man rush with wilson the one goal and then obviously ov does what ov does on the power play so well, him and Wilson I, had a two on one there mid third, late in the third. Nobody decided to pass it off instead of just fucking firing it. Yeah, that was a very weird decision and actually a very typical Ovi decision at this point in his career because I feel like he does that a lot where he passes up a prime Ovi in the overtime. That was a sick, sick little move on point. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great move. It's I mean, a great move. Finish, though. It was a great cycle. Kolachuk must have been on some heavy gas that game because I thought that was my, maybe one of his best games as a cap yet. Yeah, I I would tend to agree. I that I I thought that the entire way through. Pretty much, I think in the second period, I was like the only player who's playing pretty well right now is Kovalchuk, and this might be his best game that as a capital. Needs to give Ovi some Russian gas. That's what I'm saying. So let's do it. Let's get right into it. Player of the game. I mean, are we all for saying Kovalchuk? Or who no, are we I going with? So I'll go. I'll, I'll take Kovalchuk then. So I'll go with Kovi. I mean, it wasn't on the stat sheet, but. I thought he played a hell of a game. I mean, in that first period, like we said, the only line that really got any momentum going was that third line, and I thought Kovalchuk was very well in the puck, was skating hard. Uh, had a couple takeaways, which is good down in their end, and then once we got on that 4-on-3 power play, too, when it was him and Ovi, uh, and Kovalchuk came in on that right wall, and I said it last game, I want to see Kovalchuk be more trigger-happy on the power play, and he came down, had the wide-open pass to Ovi for the one team, but decided to try to fire at top right, and it was a fucking... It was a laser, but, I mean, Vasilevsky had a glove on it. But, yeah, Kovalchuk, not on the stat sheet, but did a lot of things right, did a lot of things well. And, to me, I thought it, he arguably played one of his best games as a cap yet. Yep, right, I agree. Uh, let's go to KP. Uh, I'm going to take Carl Hagelin on this one. I think he had a solid game. He had that nice breakaway to start the game. He definitely should have finished that, but yeah. uh, he created that that uh, panic goal. Nice little play there. He got to the net. He created some havoc. Uh, I think he had a solid game, and – I think he's going to be right. solid moving forward. Get some more that's, points. That's it looks KP pretty sure. out there. That, that is uh, boy. Blake, let's go to you. For the sake of not also saying Kovalchuk, I'll go with Panic. Uh, he had he had the goal. He almost had another one. Uh, he had mm-hmm. some solid plays. Uh, wasn't wasn't doing anything dumb with the puck, which was good to see. So, yeah, he seemed to be around the net that whole game. Man, Panic was just trying to feed the chickens, baby. That's what you got to do. Uh, Ab, lastly. So I'm stuck in between two players, um, but I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Nick Dowd. Um, I thought he did a lot of little things right. Uh, he he forechecked pretty well. He created some scoring opportunities, um, and I, th- I just thought he forechecked really, really well to, uh, mm-hmm. today, and I didn't see a shift where I, like, saw him and, be, and saw see him turn the puck over or anything like that. Most of the shit, I mean, he wasn't out there too much, but most of the shifts he wasn't, I felt like he was in the offensive zone to me. I mean, there were a couple of times that they got hemmed in a little bit, but uh, I thought Nick Dow played a really good game, even though he's not on the court here at all. 
My honorable mention would have been Brendan Dillon. He actually I, had a- he low key played very well. Yeah, he he uh, had a couple of scoring opportunities. I mean, not, he didn't bury him, but he stepped up at the right times. Uh, he stepped into the play at, at the right times on some rushes, and uh, he played pretty well in front of his own net. Uh, I he was my honorable honorable mention that I couldn't decide between those two. Yeah, I was gonna go with Dylan as well. I thought he played great, very sound defensively, which obviously is never gonna show up in the stat sheet. But he was physical, played well, and yeah, I think he's coming into his own as well as a cap. Yep, I agree, and I hope we sign him. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, I've been on that since day one. Yeah, for sure. So let's keep let's keep it moving here. So I'll ask you all this. I'll start with Blake, and then we'll go Blake A B K P. So we'll we'll ring it around the other way this time. So. What do we need to fix the most before Thursday night against Philadelphia? Possession in our own zone was awful. We could we couldn't get it out of the zone. I saw especially in the first period, Gudis and Kempney were just brutal trying to get it out. They almost gave that that awesome block from Gudis was because Kempney made just a stupid pass up the middle, and that was just awful to watch. I, I need I need the guys to play better in their own zone. And I saw a bunch of awkward plays where guys were like bumping into each other and getting in each other's way, not communicating well. I saw my boy Siegenthaler just lazily kick the puck just to nobody, and a lightning player picked it up and passed it in front, and they scored. Uh, so I, I really need better play in our defensive zone, with especially with the puck. Yeah, I'm going to kind of bounce off that as well. I mean, I've been saying it for the past two shows here. It's that our, our defense with the puck on our stick, with the puck on our stick, behind our own net, below the dots, it's just a struggle, man. It's just – yeah, exactly. I mean, we can't get it out of the zone to start the rush. It's it's, a, it's impossible to get any sustainable pressure when we can't get a clean breakout because our D is – it seems like it seems like they'll, they'll hem it in, they'll get it, they'll chip and chase it, and then we'll pick up that puck there, our defense, and we'll do this bullshit kind of jump because we got a Tampa guy. We got two Tampa guys coming to forecheck us. We do this little jump thing trying to avoid the hit. Next thing you know, it's on somebody's stick and getting thrown out. Uh, right out front so it's it's tough to it's tough to get any type of pressure you can't get offense if you can't even get it out of your own zone you know so half of our time getting out of the zone was just either nicing or just chipping it out and then but P- tampa was picking it right back up especially in that first period right in the neutral zone quick pass bang bang one two and then deep and they're right back down on throat so they be off to you well i would to bounce off that again like I, I didn't notice it this game next time i'll try to i'll try to see if i notice anything but is that also a factor of our forwards just being like in the neutral zone when they're trying to break it out. I don't know. Yeah, not, not can't giving say, them any support at all. Right. I can't, I'm not going to say they're in the neutral zone, but a lot of times it's our D's picking it up and our forwards are, they don't have know, at the top of the circles. They're not down supporting below the hash marks for that tip yeah, and tap. But. I think it's a little bit of both for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the breakout needs to be a five man unit. And if our, if our forwards aren't giving support, then it's not all like a hundred percent their fault, but yeah, you're, you are right. I mean, they just, they don't take pressure well, which is not a good sign because that's what every team does now. I mean, every team is pressing. Especially in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, but I guess, I mean, I don't want to keep reiterating the same thing, but, I mean, I think Blake nailed it. I mean, puck management is has has got to be the, the looming issue right now, I think. I mean, uh, I would I guess to not say the same thing, the power play, even though we scored today, it still didn't look good to me. Um or wow. like the entry zones. I remember the first power play we had. I don't think we were in their zone for more than an accumulated of 28 seconds. Like it, it felt like we tried to get it in. We dumped it deep. Tampa got it, beat us to the puck, and just dumped it right down every time. Yeah, I think it was like 
uh, down to like 45 seconds, and mm-hmm. Orlai was like behind the uh, behind our own net with the puck, and I was like, "Have we even like attempted a shot on net yet, or a pass in the in the offensive zone?" It was, it, it looked really bad. I mean, they they simplified it up towards uh, the end of that second period with the Koozie goal, but I don't know, man. It didn't it didn't look like they made any changes in this five four or five month break or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so. Per Samantha Pell here, the Washington Post, Brayden Holtby on the Caps game overall today. Quote, we weren't expecting perfection. So I guess take that as you may. But uh, overall thoughts on Holtby, like we said earlier in the onset, I, I, th- I thought he played well. He's played very well in these last two games. Holtby, yes. Yeah. I would agree. Um, he's he's played very well, especially in tight um, – because he's he's bailed us out in front of the net. Which there, was, there was a lot of loose pucks in our crease today that he got sticks on. I was gonna say I, I think he's actually like he's always kind of been pretty good at that in his career uh, with that kind of the the random goals that are just like the pucks are just bouncing around like a pinball machine right in front of him. Um, but I think he bailed us out a lot in that first first half of the game, honestly. Mm-hmm. KP, let's get to you because we skipped you on that one. But what's the biggest thing to you, even though we've all said <laughs> defensive zone exits and entry into the zone? Yeah, I guess uh, to give us something a little different, uh, you guys kind of harped on it earlier, but some 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 of our star players got to step up, like Ovechkin and Verana, the guys we need the offensive from. We need that offensive life, the scoring chances. Uh, didn't really see it from Ovechkin. I mean, Tom Wilson didn't really have any offensive presence, I thought, either. He's usually yeah. a guy that gets at least a chance in front of the net or something. Didn't really see much out of him either. So I'm going to say our big guys got to step up and play better because our scoring came from sloppy kind of goals and we need some better play. For sure. So one thing that was said in the broadcast by Joe B at some point, it was uh, that Vitek will probably get one of these games here coming up. One of our last two. Remember, we got Philly on Thursday, Boston on Sunday, I believe it is. Uh, so Blake, if you had to pick one of those games to play, which one are you putting VTech in and why? Probably Boston because they look like shit and he needs some confidence because he's a young kid. So mm-hmm. I'd go for the percentages and hope hope they play like they did on Saturday. AB? Uh, I would agree. I would 100% take Boston because um, – I would see – I don't know when their next game is. I think it's before ours. It would make the most sense of that it's before ours. Um, we'll see. And they have to be playing Tampa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to play Tampa. Next. So, we'll see what happens there. If they're, if Boston's already 0-2, we go into the Flyers game with at least a point. Uh, hopefully, we get a W. Hopefully, we can get a win there. And then we have – at least we're not the fourth seed at that point if we're going to the uh, into the Boston game. And then we throw in uh, VTech. For sure. KP? Yeah, I agree with what they're saying. I I mean, I really want to see Holtz against the Flyers, really, because I think they're the best team in this round-robin thing. So I want to see him get some uh, yeah. good looks. I, I like what AB says there, because I'm looking at the schedule now. So it's Tampa versus Boston on Wednesday. We obviously play Philly Friday. Uh, Thursday, I think. <laughs> we play Philly Thursday, sorry. Um, if Boston loses that game... Well, I think regardless, I think regardless, you have to play Holpe next game because obviously it's Philly. They've seemed like the tougher team. They've, they're the team we've had more problems with this year. And let's not forget, we're still fighting for seeding. I don't want this fourth seed yeah. and have to play fucking Pittsburgh in the first round, you know? Yep. We're still fighting for the seeding. And if we lose this next game, 
I mean, Boston's a do or die or else we're getting that last seed. So I think you go for the points or point. You go you go for some type of points in the standings here in this next game, Philly, regardless. You go all out, and then you, you, you come to the Boston. If Boston's 0-2, if they're 1-1, then you see what happens because we might easily be one. We may easily be 1-0-1 after this Philly game, but who knows. But if you're expecting the worst-case scenario, I think you got to look at it that way. you got to go for points, and you, we want anything but the fourth seed, I think. So say say we lose this game, Boston wins. Is there any chance that VTech doesn't play and you just play hopefully all three games? I, I think I would. It depends how much they care about seeding. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, do you think I mean they're obviously the organization and the coaching staff is well aware of what's gonna happen seeding wise and you're got we're gonna know who wins. I mean, probably because our next game's not till Sunday. Most of these series could be over by then. You know, I mean, Tampa, New York, I mean, uh, fucking Carolina, New York play tomorrow. If Carolina could sweep tomorrow. That could be the end of it. I, yeah, uh, I believe that Pittsburgh well, game. Uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh game is tomorrow. Or Pittsburgh plays tonight. Sorry, they're playing right now. Fuck, what am I talking about? But uh, so Pittsburgh, Montreal right now, uh, you, you don't know. You got to see what happens. If Pittsburgh wins this game, you're going to assume they're going to win the series. Um, you're going to know what happens to Carolina tomorrow. But I think you, you got to take all that into account. And if Say we're we, we lose to Philly and we have one point in two games. You got to go for a win versus Boston. You got to, and that's Holpe because we've seen it the past since 2014. Holpe's like 10, one and one against the Bruins with four shutouts, and the Bruins can't beat us. It seems like in the regular season, at least. Yeah, if we do win against the Flyers, I think you play VTech though. 100. percent Yeah. Um, so just just for something here, when when would our next game be? Like when does the next series start? Is that going to be like midweek next week? Yeah. Or is so it right away Monday. What they have on here is the last day of games being Sunday. So you got to imagine probably a complete day off, uh, like they did on Friday between the exhibition rounds and, and the qualifying rounds, and then we could be either Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to be thinking about rest for Holpe if you're playing him. I mean, three games playing him Sunday, and then he's right back Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. thing, the other thing about this whole seeding thing too is like, I mean, we're we're so scared of Pittsburgh right now, and at that fifth seed, and even though they're down one nothing, we're going to assume them. But even if Montreal does lose and we're the fourth seed, then I would almost say even worse, we have to play Carolina. Yeah, I, I, I don't right want to play either of them. Yeah, <laughs> like they fuck look that. Way Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> so uh, I didn't even think about that, guy. Your brain is churning right now. Um, but yeah, that. I don't know. We got to win hockey games, you know? Yeah. I think we got to try to get at least a point in every game here. I want to finish top two. Uh, yeah. Obviously, everybody wants to, but I, as if we finish third, I'm not going to be mad. But if we finish fourth, it's going to be a tough slate, because especially with reseeding after every round. I would agree. I would agree 100%. Yeah. So, so I, think you play, I think you have to play Holpe this next game. Agreed. And, and go from there. Agreed. So we'll start to wrap it up here. Blake, I mean, any additional thoughts on the game? Any stats you want to throw our way? And then what are you looking at? What's 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 going to be our key to victory Thursday against Philly? Yeah, not a whole lot stuck out. Um, physicality was good. More hits than them. Uh, we had we had most of the expected goals. We had most of the shot attempts. We had, you know we just couldn't get one through a Vesna candidate. That 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 happens. It happens in the playoffs. It, even in series where you end up winning the series, that those kinds of games happen where you just can't get it through and you lose in overtime. So I'm not I'm not too too worried about about our performance tonight, but we do got to pick it up. Going against Philly, just you got to get some ugly goals, get something going. You got to get you got to get into Carter's Carter Hart's head somehow. You know he's 
he's like what five years old you, you gotta find a way into his head and get something in early that's the only way to beat him because they, they they look so good right now for sure yeah, i mean maybe. ab that's a cocky team and deservedly so and they're <laughs> that the, the biggest thing that scared me about that game is well they yes they look good they look great but i think it boston just played that bad and made philly look even better but yeah philly's clicking they're right back where they were when they left off which is i was hoping would not happen i mean i almost want to say that we got to turn our game into like i think the the most like team the team that looked like the most playoff team in this whole thing right now was the columbus blue jackets i mean they just they just clogged everything up for toronto made it fucking impossible they were they were relentless on the puck and i just i think the caps kind of need to take a page out of their book and do that to the Flyers a little bit. I think we just need to clog up our defensive zone, not, not let shit come through the middle. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, our defense hasn't been doing great of, but I mean, we will. Hopefully, we have Carlson back. We don't know yet. Um, we definitely I, have, say that again. We have the capability of doing that too, though, with guys like Dylan and right. Gudis and Siegenthaler and these you know physical guys who can get in the way of stuff. Carlson exactly. can do it at times. Like we have the ability to do it. We just gotta we just gotta make it happen. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that should be the coaching the uh, like the strategy for next game is to clog up our defensive zone, make the neutral zone impossible to try to get through, and uh, just get pucks. Obviously, we've been saying it all day: get pucks deep against pucks at the feet and crash, baby, and crash the net hard. I mean, get some like get a body on heart. I mean, sure. if we have to be yeah. about it. Why not? Like for sure. I think that's I think that's the the best thing to do against a young goaltender. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, you, like you said, the Flyers are very cocky right now, uh, yeah. which I mean, deservedly so. I mean, they're very very good, but I think if we can frustrate them, I think we can beat them. Hmm. They got a lot of young D that are playing very well right now yeah. as well. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, like you almost want to embrace like not. I don't want to say getting dominated, but like if they have the if they're holding on to the puck and you're mm-hmm. just skating around the perimeter, I'm almost I'm okay with that. And then give, if we, give yeah. them the outside catch him on a turnover or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what Columbus did to Toronto. And I mean, they just played hard against them and they, and that's the almost like one of the like ways to win in the playoffs. I would say, I mean, we I did agree. it in, we did it against Tampa and Vegas. I mean, we, once we got a lead, we just sat back and trapped when we won the yeah. cup. So agreed. So there it is guys. Caps lose three to two in a shootout to Tampa Bay. We're at the 40 minute mark. So we'll start to wrap it up here, but um, we're back Thursday, every caps game throughout these playoffs on Twitter live. We're hoping we can go a while today. At first it seemed like we wouldn't be doing this show for much longer, but you know, we picked it up and we played it better. So that's it for me. What do you guys got to say to sign out? We'll get out of here. I want to say one thing we didn't talk about is good on the caps for not taking any penalties tonight. Yes, sir. Yeah, very very oh, disciplined game. Very disciplined game. I thought they're going to do something late there in the third. So solid on that. Love it. AB. Yeah. I, I loved that because I was going into the game. I said, if we take, if we don't take penalties, we should win this game. Which we did. And then we didn't. So that's not great. Right. But, right. Um, I, the one, again, the one positive I had at coming out of this game is we played awful for about half a game and still got a point out of it. And if mm-hmm. it's a playoff game, it's still it's a five on five overtime, mm-hmm. not three on three, and then a shootout. So yep. it's could be a completely different outcome uh, when that happens. I think the the fact that we stuck in that game against a top team in the in the playoffs, I'm I'm wasn't we'll too happy about the way we played, but that's the result wasn't terrible. Wasn't the worst. We'll take it, Blake. Last words. Bottom six performance was solid, and we just need to get the top six going, which we know they can do. We have, you know, 
perennial Rocket Richard winner in our top six. So we just need them to get going. That'll, that'll take care of the rest. Boom. Yeah. Perfect. So if you haven't finished your drink, either us or viewers, do it now. And we will see you Thursday night after the Flyers game, baby. Thank you.